A lot of people forget that retirement is an income goal. It is not an accumulation goal. Having more doesn't mean anything if you can't generate the income you need to last your lifetime. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart from Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. And we're going to be talking about retirement potpourri, a little fill-in-the-blank episode this go-around. be a little fun here, so stick around for that. We'll say hey to Mike and get into some conversation. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing excellent. Just waiting for the warm weather to come, but we're still several months away. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So uh, we are into late January, and Mr. Wonderful kind of gave. Uh, actually, I thought Mike, I thought you were Mr. Wonderful, but you know, I like to think so. Yeah. But Kevin O'Leary took the yeah. took the header. Took the header. Okay. Well, he gave four uh, best pieces of advice uh, from 2021. There's a little bit of a, a CNBC article on this, so I thought I'd get your take on that and see what you thought. Um, you know, just from his him his four pieces of wisdom there. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing you talked about, you know, of those four things is take care of yourself. And as, as sure. obvious as that sounds, especially after New Year's resolutions and things, it's it doesn't matter what how much money you make or how successful you are as an investor if you don't have your health at the same time. You know, we talk about that with clients when they are approaching retirement that, you know what, going forward, let's say they're 60, 65 years old, you're never going to be healthier than you are today. You know, so you need to plan accordingly, take care of yourself and take care of your money. Okay. Pretty easy to do. Any other key takeaways you took from that? Uh, yeah, a couple other one is you know, especially you know, there's a lot of divorce going out there. About fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce. Another one was if you're dating somebody new, don't wait to bring up money until it's too <laughs> that's late. A, so, that's a good piece of advice. Yeah, you you want to have some transparency. You want to have that conversation ahead of time. Understand, you know, some people are spenders, some people are savers, and you don't want to find out way deep into the relationship that maybe there's not a financial fit, even if there's a physical fit. And I think you know one of the other things. And I think it's apropos, you know, in this more so for some of our younger listeners than that. But if you take a new job, you know, there's headlines all the time about how tight the labor market is right now. Sure. There's another yeah. thing where they're talking about, you know, the the great resignation, you know, that people are swapping yep. jobs all the time is, you know, one of the things that he says, if you take a new job, prepare to commit your time. And what he means by that is, you know, as a professional, as somebody that wants to grow and somebody wants to be kind of a you know, beneficial to the organization that is entrusting their faith in you that don't go into it looking for the exit. Go into it fully committed saying, okay, I'm giving this the next 24, 36 months to the best that I can. Mm Because not only will you grow as a person, but you'll grow as a professional. And it's only going to be brighter skies and brighter days ahead for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I think he also mentioned about just teaching your kids about money when they're young. I think that's always a good idea to kind of, and we gravitate to that pretty quickly, I think, in this country. And of course, I love the Bill Murray quote. He said uh, a long time ago, uh, teach your kid about taxes as well. And a great way to do that is give them a bowl of ice cream and then eat 30% of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you're going to teach them about money, teach them about taxes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. Well, that's a little, a few little tips there from Mr. Wonderful. But we'll turn to our conversation this week here on the podcast about the retirement potpourri. So basically a little fun on the episode, um, kind of a fill in the blank you know, will prompt some, hopefully some good discussion about relationships between advisors and their clients, or maybe the stock market, or even just common planning mistakes and so much more. So basically, I'll give you the sentence, Mike, you fill in the blank and we'll go from there. 
All right. Sounds good. All right. So the best way to be sure you do not run out of money in retirement is to blank. It's to plan for income, not just growth. Now, you, you can't spend growth, right? You can't pay your bills. You can't take your grandkids out for that ice cream, but you know, minus the taxes. That's right. You, you, you can't spend growth. It, so it, you know, a lot of people that they're invested, they're so aggressive. So they're all in stocks. They're all in stock mutual funds and things. And the reality is that the only way you can actually get income from that type of portfolio is you've got to actually sell the very shares which is kind of cannibalizing your principal. You're spending your own money. In my book, we call it eat the eggs, not the chickens, which is basically spend the interest and dividends, don't spend the principal. A lot of people forget that retirement is an income goal. It is not an accumulation goal. Having more doesn't mean anything if you can't generate the income you need to last your lifetime. Okay. And is that the uh, purpose-based investing? Is that where that comes from? Your book? That would be it. Exactly. Nine nine lessons to rescue your retirement from Wall Street, which you can find on Amazon, or you could probably just reach out to Mike and uh, get a copy that way. Come in for a review, all that good kind of stuff. So that's the first one. Fill in the blank. Number two, the stock market has the ability to to blank. Keep it clean. (laughs) (laughs) To help or hurt you, right? So the stock market is a great accumulation vehicle, right? It's going to grow your money over time. But in retirement, you can give back years of gains just like that in a snap. Mm. And I'll give you kind of two different examples. So if you go back to like March 2020, you know, during the kind of COVID crash that they call it, the market fell 35% in three weeks. In three weeks, the market lost a third of its value. It had actually dropped to a point that it hadn't last seen in 2017. So three years of gains in the stock market were lost in three weeks. Mm. So we tell clients, the market takes the stairs up, it's kind of slow and steady and the elevator down quick. You know, and and you might say, you know, well, Mike, that's because of COVID, right? And it bounced back quick. And that's true. So let's take a look at the two previous recessions in bear markets. Between 2000 and 2002, the markets lost 50% of their value, and it took seven years for the market to get back in 2007 to where it was in 2000. But that's okay, right? Market always comes back. In 2008, 2009, during the great financial crisis, markets dropped another 50%. And it took until 2013, six years for the markets to return just back where they were in 2007. So if you're approaching retirement, if you are in retirement, you can no longer afford to waste five and seven years just to get back to even where you are today. Yeah. You know, I was just having a conversation with somebody about the market and they were talking about the terms and the, and the way, especially the media nowadays, Mike, they'll use things because you've got market correction, pullback, downturn, crash, right? And it's like, you know, how do you know which is which? And they have different levels, you know, a pullback or a correction is maybe only 10%, things of that nature, so on and so forth. And they were think you mentioned the elevator, which was what made me think about it. I said, what if you got in the elevator and it just said, instead of, you know, going down, it said plummet, you know, <laughs> plummet to the first floor, <laughs> you know, or rocket to the top floor, you know, you might be more leery about taking that. And so it's, those terms sometimes can really incite people to feel a certain way, even if that's not the case, right? All the market took a, you know, a huge downturn today when it maybe only dropped a percent, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's all about eyeballs and headlines. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So fill in the blank. Number three, Mike, if your advisor tells you blank, you should run the other way. So if your advisor tells you, I could probably have 50 things on this, but if your advisor tells you, don't worry, when you need income, we'll just sell some shares. You should run the other way. Hmm, Uh, The reason why is he's spending your principal and pretending it's income. If you have to sell shares, and we mentioned it on the first thing, if you have to sell shares to get income, that you're actually selling the, the engine, you're selling the chickens, right? You know, that's generating those eggs for you. 
eat the eggs, the interest and dividends, not the principal. The best way to get income from your portfolio is to have a portfolio that generates income in the form of interest and dividends. Now, that doesn't mean you're not in the stock market. It doesn't mean you don't have capital appreciation. It just means that that's not where your income today, this year, and next year is coming from. So I, I like to ask clients, like, when did we get away from this common sense? We all grew up, our parents or grandparents, they said, spend the interest, don't touch the principal. But for the last 20 years, Wall Street and your broker say, hey, you need 50000 from your portfolio? Hey, that's fine. We'll just sell some shares because it's going to grow to the sky. Well, it doesn't always grow to the sky. We kind of talked about stock market history in the last one, talking about you know that sometimes when the market goes down because of recessions and bear markets, mm-hmm. it may take five, seven years just to get back even. And that's okay when you're accumulating assets because you can buy lower. Right. But what happens when you're distributing and you're taking assets? You know, that's how you run out of money. And that's what we're trying to avoid for clients. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to go with, if your advisor tells you, don't worry, it'll bounce back, you know, but like you said, you could go 50 different directions because time horizon certainly becomes a big deal. I mean, if in 08 and 09, you know, you lost 50%, but you were 45, yeah, it was stressful, but not as bad as it would have been now, right? And now we're, what, 12 years past that. So, you know, now you'd be, you know, 57, be a lot more worrisome, right? No, absolutely. I mean, a good example of that's like, you know, what let's say you need fifty thousand dollars of supplemental income off your portfolio, mm-hmm. right? And okay. then you say, you know, let's say you had a million dollars. Now you need fifty thousand. The market drops thirty percent. So now you're down three hundred thousand. So your million is down to seven hundred, but guess what? You still need the fifty grand. So now you don't have seven hundred, you got six fifty. So you went from taking a, a relatively safe withdrawal rate of around five percent to now taking 50,000 off of a $650,000 account. And now you're at about a 9% withdrawal rate. Right. That's how you're going to yep. run out of money. And that's why, once again, the market's great for accumulating assets, but that same strategy you use to get to retirement can blow up on you if you don't reduce the risk a little bit and go more for an income-based portfolio as you're in retirement. Yeah, that's why things like rules of thumb, like the 4% rule is not always just set it and forget it. It's not the, always the ideal way to go. So certainly good information there. Let's, uh, let's play some more fill in the blank. When somebody comes to you uh, to visit for the first time, they're most likely to be worried about blank. Yeah, I feel in probably two things. The first thing is, no matter how they phrase it, it really, number one is, am I going to be okay? Right? If I retire, am I going to be okay? Am I not going to run out of money? Right. And the second thing is, how do I get income from my portfolio? Like I said, most of the clients that work with us, they've been great savers. They've made the sacrifices over the year. They've gone without some things, you know, as young adults to be able to have enough money to retire and live the type of lifestyle that they want to in retirement but they don't understand how they get income from their portfolio. You know, and they go to their old broker, they've been working with 10, 20 years who helped them accumulate. And they just say, oh, we'll just sell some shares, you know, like we've been talking about. But that's not the right way to get income from a portfolio because that could be fleeting. And then you don't want to be at 75, 80, 85, and you spent through most of the principal. Because yeah. what'll happen is you're out of money and the brokers move down to somebody else. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And you could go a million ways with any of these, right? But I think that's kind of the genesis is just making sure that we're okay is probably the the, the biggest reason that we uh, first turn to a qualified financial professional like yourself. Uh, Let's see if we can squeeze a couple more in here. The most common mistake that you see retirees or pre-retirees making is blank. And not to beat a a dead horse, but it's two things. It's one, it's taking too much risk for the stage of life that they're in right now. And the second is spending principal and thinking it's income. Hmm, Okay. I was was sure taxes would be there, but yeah, (laughs) it's probably pretty close, I'd imagine though. 
Uh, most gratifying part of your job. We'll end on a, end on a high note. What is the most gratifying part of your job is blank? Having been a fiduciary financial planner for 21 years, the most gratifying part of my job is seeing clients that have confidence and clarity and giving them permission to spend in retirement to where they're not worried about running out of money. They're not worried about what the market do this week, this month, this quarter, this year, because the income has been steady from interest and dividends and a little bit of a capital appreciation form. So they see their accounts relatively steadily grow. They're not taking too much risk, but that they understand that even if the markets were to drop back, we've seen this over the last 20 plus years as an advisor, is even if the principal might go down, the income stays the same. And in retirement, income is the outcome. There you go. All right. So there's a little bit of fill in the blank with Mike here on this go around. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use. You can find all the pertinent information at Mike's website at crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com, whether you use Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform, you can find it all there. Or you could just type in Retirement Success Blueprint in whatever app you're using. Most of the times, these are pre-installed on our phone anyway. If you're an Apple user, you have Apple Podcasts already there. Just open it up, type in Retirement Success Blueprint in the search box, and there you'll find it. And if you'd like to, while you're at the website, you can drop a line and shoot an email over, and that's how we're going to finish up the show, as we usually do with one from Laura. And this time, we've got one in the Chicagoland area. She says, Mike, I'm 56 and have been working with the same company for 32 years. I am so tired of being here. (laughs) I want to (laughs) retire, she says. But I'm still a few years away from being able to take money out of my retirement accounts. So am I just stuck, she says. Yeah, Lord, that's a great question. And with everything that's gone on in the world in the last two years or so, that's not an unusual feeling. This is whether somebody is 56 or 62, they're wondering, you know, what options do I have? And that's where every time on the podcast, we always talk about it, it always begins with having a plan, not just an investment plan, but a plan that says, here's where my income's coming from in retirement. Here's how much risk I should be taking. If I'm retiring before 65, how do I bridge to Medicare from a health insurance perspective? How do I reduce the amount of taxes that I pay? And do I have the right documents in place for estate planning? When you've got all five of those components together, now you're in a position to have a lot more confidence moving forward. Now, specifically for you, there's really a couple different things, and this is what that plan would bet out for you. One is just because you're 56 doesn't mean that as long as you saved enough or maybe even more than enough that you wouldn't have the ability to tap into some of those retirement accounts. I don't want to get all wonky with tax code here, but there's something called a 72T. And that just means that it gives you the ability to take income off of your retirement accounts, even before you're 59 and a half. Now, there's a lot of rules associated with it with the IRS, uh, but that's always an option. The second thing is, let's say at 56, you have saved a lot of money. You've saved exactly what you need. Maybe, you know, at 60, 62, turn on Social Security. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to be in good shape. Well, let's take a look at your liabilities and your cash flow needs. And maybe you don't have to stay at the same company that you've been at for 32 years. Maybe for the next four to six years, you can go do something that you want to. May not be making as much money, but if it pays the bills and makes you happier until you can tap into the retirement income and retirement savings, or until you can tap into social security, it's just a bridge to a better place. Yeah. You know, so you're not kind of pigeonholed. You got to stay there. What we do is take a look at the finances and say, where are you now? Where do you want to go? What do we need to do to get you there? Yeah, Mike, is that the uh, that is that the fifty five? Like, if you're still working at a, at a place that you're employed at at fifty five, you can access like your four hundred one k or your IRA without the the uh, the penalties as long as you're still employed there. Is that is yeah, that yeah. that? 
Yeah, there, yeah, there's a couple different options okay. in there. So yeah, there's some that you can you can tap it as early as 55 if it's still in the 401k. Mm-hmm. There's you know 72t is you just take a set amount of income for a set amount of time and it avoids any penalties. There's 59 and a half where you can actually continue to work at that company and then still roll that money out for other investment options. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, and that's why sitting down with a fiduciary mm-hmm. financial planner can kind of put that plan together and kind of get you on the right track just so you can make educated decisions going forward. Yeah. So you may not be stuck to use your term there, Laura. So yeah, definitely reach out and have a conversation with your financial professional. If you're not working with one, of course, reach out to Mike. Uh, You've already started that process by shooting an email over to the show. So follow up, have a conversation with them. 815-526-3092 is how you can call or stop by the website or anybody else who's in a similar situation. Feel free to reach out to Mike and the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial by going to crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com. Mike's been helping families get to and through retirement for the last two plus decades and a good resource for you to tap into. So with that, we'll say thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the podcast here on Retirement Success Blueprint. Mike, my friend, have yourself a great remainder of the month, and I will see you in February. Yep, be Super Bowl time, and neither one of our cities will be represented. (laughs) That's right. We'll have to talk about Valentine's Day or something like that. So There we go. Take care of yourself, Mark. You as well, my friend. We'll see you next time here, folks, on the Retirement Success Blueprint. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you like to use, and we will catch you next time here on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are associated entities.